Okay, we're taking a little break from our, our homily series because of the weather, and uh, we'll, we'll sort of finagle things a little bit and get back to it next week. I just want to um, ask us, you know, a simple question, right? Why on earth would we still have Mass today? You know, like every other church in the area, they, they canceled their services or other Catholic churches canceled Mass. Why would we still have our Mass and I, I can understand that for, for many of you, maybe, maybe for all of you, but for sure for many of you, it was, it was actually a little bit difficult to get here, right? Because you had to clean, your, clean out your driveways or your, whatever, like your yards, and you literally had to sort of work your way out just, just to get here. And why, why would we do that, right? I think the answer comes in our gospel passage, right? It's this, this, so this woman of Samaria, she goes to the well, and, and who does she encounter there? She encounters Jesus, right? Jesus, who is God, right? And so if you were to ask her, you know, like, what? she went to the well at a really crummy time of the day at noon, right, when it was super hot, and she had this difficult conversation with this guy, Jesus. But if you were to ask her, you know, like, was it worth it to, to engage the difficult conversation? Was it worth it to go to him at a really crummy time? Afterwards, right, she would laugh at you and say, are you kidding me? Like, I met the Savior of the world today. And you're asking me if it's worth it? And not, and not only that, but what? Jesus, it says, tired from his journey, sat down there at the well. Right? Jesus, who is, the, who is God, right? Like, he's the eternal word of God who's always existed, who is all-powerful, almighty, all-knowing. That Jesus he makes himself tired just so that he can meet me. And you're asking me if it's, if it's worth it? You're joking, right? And, and this is the thing. She probably didn't even fully understand who he was. She, she, right, so, like, so she perceived he's the Messiah, he's the Christ. But, but they didn't necessarily know that the Christ was God himself. They didn't necessarily know that. So, so for her, right, she wasn't even able to make that, that additional step that we're able to make. But, but to recognize this, that wherever Jesus goes, right, he brings God's presence because he is God. This, this is an important thing because it's really important for us to understand what goes on at Mass. Now, the, there are going to be many homilies I preach over, over the course of, I don't know when they're going to happen, but I know there are going to be a series of homilies that I'll preach about the Mass, more specifically. But, but tonight, just to be really simple and really clear about what we believe as Catholic Christians happens at our worship services, which we call Mass. When we come to Mass and the priest prays the prayer at the altar, and he says the very words that Jesus said at the Last Supper, Take this, all of you, and eat of it. This is my body. Take this, all of you, and drink from it. This is the chalice of my blood of the new covenant. When the priest says those words, we believe that somehow, by God's grace, God does something to the bread and the wine. And that something is that he changes it so that even though it still smells and feels and tastes and, and looks like bread and wine, we as Catholic Christians believe that the bread and wine is not there anymore, but instead what is there now is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. So that when we come to Mass, and this is something that 
you can't find at other Christian worship services. When we come to Mass, we're not, we're not just like coming together to be a community. There's that aspect of it. We're not just coming together to pray. There is that aspect of it. But more than anything, you guys, we're coming to the very place where heaven comes down to us. And, and, and it's not just that, but that we believe that in this moment, that somehow we're transported in time, even though we're still, it still seems like we're here, or it still seems like the crucifixion took, took place 2,000 years ago, but we believe that we're transported in time so that the crucifixion comes to us or we go back to it, however it works out, we believe that we become present to the moment, the event, where Jesus Christ dies for the world. So maybe you can understand, right? And I'm not, I'm not trying to pick on anybody, right? So I, I, I understand this can come across as sharp and this can come across as judgmental. And that's, that's not at all what I'm intending here. And if, it's, if it was still really crummy weather like it was this morning, there's a, like I, I wouldn't have come, I'm sure. But as it is, I looked... I looked at the forecast and I saw how this evening was going to be so much better than this morning. And so like, maybe you can understand as a priest, there aren't many people who can do what God has given me to do. And so as a priest, it's not a question of why would I still do this, but it's more of a question of why wouldn't I? Why, why wouldn't I come and bring God's presence to this church today? And I knew that when I made the decision, I knew there was a possibility that I was going to get stuck. Fortunately, there was a, a, a really wonderful young man here who gave me a ride from Oakley in his four-wheel drive pickup. I, but, but nonetheless, I knew there was a chance. But it was still just like, yeah, but I have to at least try. I have to at least try. Because how, why wouldn't I, right? And, and what's more, I didn't want to just come and be private about it, but I wanted to invite you to be a part of it, knowing full well that it wasn't going to be possible for some people because there was so much snow knowing full well that it was probably going to be inconvenient for some people. But nonetheless, like, why wouldn't I invite people? And why wouldn't I come so that together we could encounter the event that saves us all, all of us and each of us, all at the same time? Right? Like, this, this is the thing that, that I think the Lord is trying to help us to understand is, is that we just got to think differently about Mass. We have to think differently about this. Like sometimes I know this, that it can feel like, well, it's an obligation and I have to go and, and, and like, I don't always feel like going. And I understand that can be our mentality, but, but the invitation is to shift your mentality and just to say like, can you imagine if this is all true? And again, whether you believe it or not, I guess that's for you to work out in your mind and in, in your studies and in your reading of scripture and your prayers, all that. Sure, it's for you to work out. But if this is true, can you imagine a better place to be? Can you imagine anything that's more important than this? I can't think of anything. Sure, there might, th there might be things that, that seem like they're really pressing in the moment, but go 
God comes down, and it's not just God, right? Like the prayer that the priest prays before we all sing or say the holy, 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 what does he say at the very end of that? He always says something like, and so we join together with the angels and the saints, or we, we echo heaven's hymn of praise, or together with the angels, we sing praise to you, right? Like we believe that it's not just God, it's not just Jesus that comes down, but it, that, that it's all of heaven that comes down to us in this moment. And I know that it, it can sometimes not seem like that, or maybe most of the time it can seem like it's not that. But to understand, right, like, God comes down to us. He humiliates himself, just like he did to this woman. He let himself grow tired so that there was a reason for him to stop so that he could encounter this woman and change her life entirely. So too, Jesus humiliates himself and makes it seem like he, he looks like bread and wine when in fact it's really his presence there, all so that he can encounter you and me. And we want to ask, why would we do this? I think, I think we just gotta, we gotta, and, and I'm delighted, I'm delighted that there are many of you here, right? Like, I'm, I'm delighted that, that there are a lot of you here. I, and so like, I, I don't want that to be lost, that it was inconvenient, that, that for some of you it was difficult to get here. So I, like, I don't want that to be lost. But more than anything, what I want us to understand is that we don't come here because we, we come to feel good about ourselves, or we don't come here because we're here as a community, or we don't come here for the delicious meal after mass. We come here because God comes here. And if God comes here in a tangible way where I can offer the sacrifice that saves the world and where I can then consume the body, blood, soul, and divinity of him, then I want my mindset to be not just today, but every, every Sunday at the very least, if not even other days of the week, I want my mindset to be I gotta be there, I gotta be there, I gotta be there because there's nowhere else that I can encounter this. There's nowhere else that I can find what is offered here, who is offered here, in fact. And so I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful that the Lord comes to me and I'm grateful for any sacrifice, any inconvenience that I have to offer because I know that he comes to me and that he'll meet me in the sacrifice. He'll meet me in my offering.